Hey everybody, it's just Gabe here at the start of the episode. Because before we get started, I just thought that even though I don't really have anything meaningful to say because it's just me, I wanted to hold a brief moment of silence for the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, so I would be really appreciative if you guys would just join me for the next couple seconds and, and keep them in your thoughts. Okay. Well, enjoy the episode. Humanity does this to us. Not if we show them a better path. You still believe? Just because someone stumbles, loses their way, it doesn't mean they're lost forever. Sometimes we all need a little help. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Acala, and today we're talking about X-Men Days of Future Past, which was, of course, directed by a pedophile. This movie only made $800 million, so at least, only, not, you know. at least he's not making... <sighs> at least he's not making bank, am I right? <laughs> you hadn't seen this before, I assume. Nope. What'd you think? Uh, it was a lot darker than I expected. Oh, yeah? You well, know, seeing Iceman get decapitated two different times, I think. And Colossus get ripped in half. Yep. And Sunspot gets his face put into the fucking Sentinel bolt heat yep. blast. And people just being, oh, like, stabbed, like, three times well, just in a row. Oh, yeah, that's right. Poor Blake. <laughs> like, all the way through. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a future where all mutants have been outlawed and taken down by Sentinels. I guess I should, I mean, because this plot... I mean, the way the movie frames it seems like they're, like, the only people on Earth, like... Yeah, yeah, well, maybe they are, I don't know, (laughs) I mean, I guess we only really see, we see, like, America, and then we see China, uh, Yeah, they got the Sentinels patrolling the Great Wall, and, uh, right out of the way, because I will forget, we did both watch the Rogue cut, because I've seen the theatrical cut quite a few times at this point, probably seen it five or six times, but I've never seen the the Rogue cut, What is the difference? All the rogue stuff, <laughs> obviously. All well, that. yeah, other than that, She's is in there the anything for else? Like four seconds. Yeah, there's a lot of additional stuff, but let me pull up my. Oh my god, I have one additional thing that I want to save for later. Um, okay. Because that that needs its whole, a whole segment. Um, oh, good. But the the main difference is is just there's definitely like extensions of scenes, and the the biggest thing is is the rogue. Thing, I feel like obviously. the rogue stuff was kind of just there. You can tell. I mean, you can definitely tell like that's there's a reason they cut that out. But yeah. I like it being in there. It's a little because nice. Know, and Rogue was like like the entrance to this universe, and this is like the end of the timeline. Yeah, the, these movies. So I think it's it's cool to see her again. Because yeah, she has like a three second cameo in the actual theatrical cut. She's at like a train station. There's, I don't even remember. <laughs> you see her like no time at all. Initial explanation scene. There's more to that when they talk. Like they get more into the details of the actual time travel in the, the Rogue cut. There's a lot more stuff with Kitty Pride and Nice Man talking. That fight that Wolverine has is a little more violent than it is in the. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing compared to like the Wolverine or Logan, but still, I mean, I, I really enjoy that scene yeah. where he wakes up. But we'll get into all of that. I still think it's bullshit that Kitty Pride's mutation has evolved to the point where she can now phase people's consciousnesses yeah, back in that's, time. Yeah, that's really stupid. Also, there's Also, how some... just I feel like everything involving the time travel works kind of weird. It's f- I think it's fine and makes sense, but it shouldn't be Kitty Pride doing it. I mean, yeah. I, I guess I don't really know who you'd do. I don't think but they I... could do the plot 
any if, other way. I don't know how else no, they could have done it's, it. It's totally fine. Like, it's not something I, I don't think this is a... Oh, and I should say, this is probably my favorite X-Men movie that isn't Logan. I think this movie is wonderful. I guess that isn't that impressive because, I mean, like, I, the first three X-Men movies are fun, but they're not, like, great. Yeah. X-Men First Class is really good, but I, I still, like this more. I still like First Class better, but okay. this is a close second. It's very I think good. most people probably do. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think this movie is, is one. Maybe this one's just more comic booky, and I like time that, That's stuff, That's probably what it is. It's but just, yeah, I don't know. I really like I, this movie. I enjoyed it, but it was it was really weird. It's one of the rare occasions where the movie is very long and it didn't go by very fast. But I didn't, or like I still enjoyed it because usually when a when I f- can feel that a movie is two and a half hours long, I usually tend to just not enjoy it. But this time it was actually an enjoyable two and a half hours. Right? Yeah. No, I didn't really. I mean, maybe it's also because I watched the first like forty minutes last night, and I watched the the rest of it this morning. But I didn't feel it. There's and there's so much to, yeah, to tell. It's it's just there's a lot of things to get through, so it can at least justify being two and a half hours instead of just being that long for the sake of being a long movie. Also, <laughs> oh, I feel really dumb. End of thought. No, I think I feel really dumb because in our Superman episode, I said that like there's like no time travel superhero movies except for that and. Endgame. Obviously, this Forgetting whole this. fucking movie is a time travel. Movie. Yeah, the entire premise. Yeah, of course. I don't know why. I guess I was just thinking about like MCU stuff. Uh, but no, <laughs> alas, this is a time travel movie, and it's. I mean, yeah. I was gonna say, in that initial future scene, there's a couple things that definitely don't make sense time wise. Professor X is alive. Wolverine has metal claws, even though he has metal claws cut off by the big robot. None of those make sense, and that's fine. I don't really care. <laughs> But I th- also, those are all in non-Brian Singer movies. This movie does do a lot of... Because, I mean, spoilers. Obviously, at the end, they erase all the movies pretty much from happening. Or at least some of them. Well, they definitely erase, erase Last Stand. I, I think they just erased all of them except for, like, the first X-Men movie. Okay. Well, that's, that's I my mean... preferred timeline. <laughs> One where it's just this movie and X-Men 1. That's the timeline <laughs> I want. I mean, considering Jean Grey is still alive. Right, and Cyclops, yep. which is really great. Uh, I know we're jumping right to the end there, but that's a really great moment where you see them again. It's like, you were dead. You died like eight years ago. What the and fuck? then give it one more movie, and Cyclops will be dead again. <laughs> doesn't he die again no. in, a, in Apocalypse? I thought he did. No, he like, didn't die. No, I thought there was somebody die. that died at like the very beginning that was like kind of an important X-Men character. I don't remember. But then again, I've never I seen it. Well, I... well, I know. I won't spoil anything in Logan. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, there's... People die in these movies, and sometimes they're alive, and sometimes they're dead, and yep. sometimes they're both or whatever. Just like Professor X. Just like Professor X. Just exploding in the last movie, and then just being completely fine. Also, I guess the mutant cure definitely didn't work, because Magneto has his powers back. Yep. Yeah, you know, you think in the Rogue cut, and on the extended footage, there would be a scene of of uh, Logan asking Professor X how he's still alive. But I feel like this movie's supposed to take place pretty much... Well, actually, not... I don't know, because I was going to say... Different timeline. I was going to say it pretty much just takes place in the universe of X-Men 1 and X-Men 2. But I guess if, like, Gene's dead and they bring that up... Because, like, basically, Brian Singer, with this movie, he was like, okay, I don't care about the Wolverine. I don't really care about Origins. I don't care about X-Men 3. I care about First Class and I care about my movies, and that's what we're doing here. And so, yeah, at the end of the movie, he effectively wipes those movies from history. Uh... <laughs> And now all that really exists is that, and First Class, I guess, still exists because the the time jump happened in the 70s after that movie. But. I feel like 
it feels very wrong and like disrespectful to in your movie just erase all of the movies that you didn't make. Something I really like about this is that they're not wearing X-Men costumes for like 85% of it. Like they're never, other than the future stuff, they're just wearing normal clothes. Yeah, they're just people. <laughs> other than Magneto, but his, he has a good costume in this, like a comic accurate costume. So it's fine. Oh, the, the foam muscles. Does he have them? It kind of looks like oh, it. Oh, I wasn't looking. <laughs> I was too busy thinking about Wolverine's ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know you were. number... Because I had an ass counter <laughs> in one of our episodes. Of course, you're keeping track. This is three or two. I'm surprised you don't know. I think there's four total. One of them's in Origins. Oh, this would be three. <laughs> okay, Out where's of the four. fourth one? So one is in origins two is in the wolverine three is in this and four is in apocalypse one more I'm sure to go, you're looking Brian. forward to it um i love the future sentinels like they are like pretty scary i think and the drop ships. yeah no though that is terrifying right they're yeah. so much scarier than like comic accurate sentinels of course right and you get the slightly more comic accurate ones in the 70s i love yeah. those designs too because that's like a like a 70s future kind of Philip K. Dick style but thing. But the future but ones are so much scarier the future because one... their faces rip open and they have lasers in them. And they turn their hands into swords <laughs> and, and all sorts of shit because they have Mystique's DNA so they can just adapt to anything, which isn't really what Mystique does. She could just look like other people. I mean, Darwin, they should have got Darwin, but he died, I yeah, guess. He's dead. Adapt to this. He fucking could have, um, but okay, <laughs> okay, Kevin Bacon, whatever. Kevin Bacon was a Nazi and he died. What a good part of that movie. Yeah, that opening action sequence is so fucking great, where it's like everybody just gets decimated, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Absolutely destroyed. Because it didn't happen. <laughs> and I love that, too, like where, I mean, Kitty Pride sending back people in time, whatever, I'm done complaining about it. It is dumb, but who cares? It's It happened. They had um, to figure out how to do this plot somehow. Right, and it led to a pretty kick-ass movie, so I don't care. Uh, but she's got Bishop, and she sends him back in time so they know when the sentinel attack happens and then i don't even know if they make that clear i don't know if there's that scene where she explains that in the theatrical cut i feel um, like that should be because that seems pretty important <laughs> probably yeah i think <laughs> i think they just because i'm pretty sure that scene is very brief or maybe i'm remembering it wrong but i don't remember the explanation being as in depth i think it's totally great that this girl who could face through walls can now face people's consciousness back in time I know I said I'd stop talking about it, but it's very No, every weird. time we talk about it, we have to bring it up because it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, and he thought he could get away with it. You know what else he thought he could get away with? Something that's not going in the episode? <laughs> uh, I was going to talk about JFK for anybody. I guess we don't have to. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I wasn't. Of course, I was going to talk about... Anyway, JFK was a mutant. <laughs> okay, anyway. hold on, Franny. We have to finish talking about the future <laughs> stuff because I think we should get it all out of the way. I like. I'm sure we're gonna go back to it though. <laughs> There's a part. Of course, we will. We gotta talk about JFK. Yeah. That's insane. There's a lot of insane history stuff, but yeah, I love that. It's... Like that's what time travel movies should be, right? Like you need that crazy stuff. JFK was a mutant, and Magneto was trying to save curve the bullet away. Oh, there's more to that, by the way, that they don't say in the Is movie. Is there? Oh my god. There's a whole like website. Really? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it because I think all that stuff is great. This movie had a really <laughs> good marketing campaign, actually. Um, like Trask Industries was built as it was like a real company, and you could go to the website and learn about Sentinels and all this stuff. It was really awesome. Um, it's the best kind of marketing. Those are my favorite. Yeah, it's always fun. They don't do enough these days. Yeah, I don't they think. don't. Uh, and also, Trask is just Stark, but it's some of the letters are switched around. Um, 
and Storm gets just gets stabbed, and everybody gets stabbed, and everybody dies, but then no one dies, and all that's all, all the future stuff's great. There's that shot where all the drop ships are coming, and you see like a swarm of the Sentinels just dropping out, and it's really scary. They, they like, turn the their jet into a bomb. <laughs> yeah, they do the black the Blackbird. Um, oh, it's cool to see Patrick Stewart uh, piloting a like a ship. That's cool for a certain sector of nerds out there. And... Engage. That's all right with me. Star Wars fans? Yeah, Star Wars fans. <laughs> Good save, Franny. Yep. Good save. Seeing Magneto die was weird. Yeah, I kind of forgot that happened. <laughs> I mean, I guess he didn't die, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, it was but... it was like literally right before they, they changed time, but no, he definitely, he definitely died. <laughs> yeah, he definitely died. And that's okay, because he's like a terrible person. They're all friends in the future. Yeah, but he's he's best friends with uh, with Xavier, so it's oh, fine. Oh, good friend. Yeah, oh, they let him get away. Yep, they're best buddies. They just let him get away. Yep. He's literally... <laughs> Pretty dumb. Literally at the very end of the movie, he's just like, you know, if you let them take me, then I'll die, right? And they're just like, yep. And he's like, all right. <laughs> and then he floats. He just that... floats away and nobody stops I him. thought that they were going to be... I thought that meant like, you know, if if I get away, whatever, and he was like, I don't care, but I guess he was like, you can go, which I did yeah, not think like, <laughs> that's what he meant, but... Yeah, it, like, he was really like... <laughs> it might have been one of those embarrassing... Goodbye, Eric. <laughs> and, then just, and then he just levitates away. It might have been one of those embarrassing <laughs> moments on Charles Xavier's part where he, like, misunderstood what he was yeah, saying. Yeah, was like, oh, shit. And he was like, oh, I don't want to look like an idiot. Like, was, <laughs> I don't want to go back. And, it's fine, I'll get it one day. Once a big blue man comes and tries to destroy my school or whatever oh my god also i want to talk about that post credit scene real quick with apocalypse where he's like this weird skinny alien oh, kid yeah i i was really confused about that just like yeah. them building the pyramids building the pyramids yeah i wish he didn't look like that but then again i wish he didn't look like what he looks like in that movie either they're both bad but i guess now we have to talk about the 70s stuff yeah which they very obviously made wolverine the main character of because he's the most co popular movie character. <laughs> yeah that's not supposed to happen it's yep. supposed to be kitty pride he goes back in time and, and fucking rachel gray is supposed to send her back but no it's okay yeah pretty much this movie is literally they just took the name and the concept from the comic and then that's about it they it's... didn't use like any of the plot from the actual book yeah no it's an age of ultron situation where age of ultron is like a time travel story about wolverine and they were like well what if thor swam in a pool <laughs> and they're like okay i mean that's not the crux of that movie but that's what i think about i mean think uh, we'll probably mention this later but it's very weird that like two years in a row there was two different quicksilvers who are the same character of course in different universes i'm glad you brought that up because yeah. absolutely i think he's maybe the highlight of the movie i think he's great and he's this. not in enough of it no he leaves he saves the day, and he's, like, unstoppable. Yeah, and they're, and then like, just, and they're just like, all right. Peter, yeah. we have to go to <laughs> Don't crash my car. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's never getting that car back. Yeah, nope. Oh, uh, it's not like he fucking needs a car anyway. Yeah. Like, he'd be home like like that. I don't know why. He owns a jet. <laughs> yeah, he can... He, I mean, he could also just steal a car. I guess that's not morally right. But yeah. he doesn't give a fuck. He's stealing Twinkies and uh, arcade cabinets and whatever, so... He's fine, but no, I think he's great. He's so much better than than Avengers: Age of Ultron, Quicksilver, who's like nothing. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> I didn't see. Did you see that coming? <laughs> There's good moments with that character, but fuck, Evan Peters runs all over him. He, like he really does. He, he he literally does. He literally does. Also, technically, is Wanda in this movie because of his little sister? Yeah. Franny, 
I don't fucking know, but I always wanted to know. There's two. They never. They never mention who she is, but it is Quicksilver's sister. There's two <laughs> potential Wandas in this universe, because there's her, and then in X Men Apocalypse spoilers, Magneto for the past like ten years has run off in like Scotland or something, and he has a family, and he has a daughter, and she has like mutant powers, kind of. Then something terrible happens. And is so it, it is it matter. like is it like similar powers? I don't or know, they... but she's so young. She's like eight years old, so it okay. might have maybe she was going to be, and then her powers. I mean, didn't I mean, in this they also like mention that, that that's his dad. Yeah, my, my mom knew a guy. Yeah, could do that. yeah, that's a fun little thing that's followed up on in Apocalypse again. A lot of the stuff because it's both same director and writers and everything. So that movie is very much a sequel to this movie, and there's a lot of those threads that are followed up on. So there is there's definitely more of Magneto being Quicksilver's dad. Um, uh, is he in it from longer than five minutes in Apocalypse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's in is it he much as more. good in Apocalypse? He has. Well, they, you know, there's that famous time in a bottle sequence. Have you seen the scene in Apocalypse? I don't think where so. He saves I think everybody in the mansion. Oh yeah, that yeah, scene is, is pretty great. I yeah, don't know it, which that, I like that, more. That seems pretty good. That's the best part of that movie for sure. That might be better than I this think scene. I, I think I like the mansion one it's better. It's definitely than this one. like bigger scale. And yeah. It's funnier, but this scene is is so impressive visually, and it's really like it's just a, it's just such a great moment. Like when I think of this movie, it's definitely the moment I think of. I, don't I think it's know. the moment that most people would think of. Oh, of course. <laughs> That's what I mean for any. I speak for the people. Oh, okay. and the trees. Yeah, you you speak on behalf of. <laughs> <laughs> that scene's just fucking incredible. Where he takes up that whole kitchen full of guards. It's. It's just so like impressive visually. I don't know why his music is going at normal speed. It's yeah, that's weird, but that's Does all right. technology function at the same speed even if he's going at super speed? No. Why would it? Unless he yeah, fixed I it don't... to be like that, I guess. But I don't know if... I mean, I guess he has all the time in the world, pretty much. So I, I guess so. <laughs> also, there's some weird stuff in this. Like, apparently there's an idea, because it's 1973, but he's dressed like he's in 1981. Like, the fashion, apparently the designer, like, designed him after somebody from that year instead of from the 70s to say, like, he's a bit ahead. But that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, what? And that's such a weird idea. And I'm pretty sure Is he... <laughs> he's wearing a shirt in for, like, Rush or something in 1983 when they hadn't formed yet or something. Like, this idea carries into that movie, and it's just weird. And it's, like, this failed attempt at something that I don't quite understand. Is uh, are they trying to say that he runs so fast he can time travel? I I don't know. Maybe it's like a that's, flash that's thing. That's the only way it would make to sense. The, to the what were they calling flash? The speed force or whatever. Nobody. Reads it's something the flash. like that. Everybody just watched that show. And yeah. Whatever. It's not. Yeah. It's Everybody funny. just knows that Flash fucked up the timeline once by running too fast. It's <laughs> true. Well, that's a great comic, uh, but mostly because there's other people in it that are more interesting than he is. He's fine. Isn't that what the new Flash movie is going to be about? Oh, uh, Flashpoint? Yeah. Yes, and Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton are yeah, in it, but we have to save that. that for the other podcast. Yeah. Oh, so, sorry, going back to what we were talking about with the two Quicksilvers, they're both in Kick-Ass because Quicksilver in Age of Ultron is Kick-Ass, and Evan Peters is Kick-Ass's friend. <laughs> like, he's just one of his friends in that movie. So they're both from that That's movie. That's weird. Which is really fucking weird. We'll probably talk about it more in our Age of Ultron episode. Why, why is he in both? Well, he was supposed to be Isn't in... Isn't he an Avenger and in, in, and in the X-Men? So technically they both own yeah, him or something well, weird. 
Yeah, usually he's an Avenger, but you know he's the son of Magneto, so it's like it's a it's, it's that just weird. A, it's thing? just a technicality thing, pretty much. Where he's like he's technically an X Men character, but he's also technically an Avenger. Right. So well, technically they can both use him in the <laughs> Avengers. They never say they can't say mutant, so they never do. Yeah, know? and they're never like, oh, Magneto's your dad or whatever. They're just like, you guys are special, and we're in some Nazi experiment or whatever. Baron von Strucker. Also, that would be so confusing if. Because I know, like, especially around this time period, people watching these movies, I, I think a lot of the time they probably assume that they're all in the same universe. Like, if you know, you just know you're seeing a yeah, Marvel movie. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people that aren't super into Marvel movies, they just assume that every movie that has the little Marvel logo right. associated might with it well is related. Same, yeah, <laughs> so this and Captain America and Amazing Spider-Man might be in, who knows? Like They're all the same. <laughs> they could all be the same. But the reason I'm bringing that up is because, remember the end credit scene of Winter Soldier? It has Quicksilver in it. So if you saw that and then you saw this, that would oh, be really confusing. Yeah, it does. That's a weird, really yeah. weird choice. Him being in the post-credit scene and then in this movie it being a different actor and then yeah, them going back exactly. to the original actor exactly. the next time he shows up. That, that was so fucking weird. I mean, I guess and then in so, Apocalypse so... he's back again as the, <laughs> the, same, the second as the actor, actor from the Even the though the first time? actor died in Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah, but I guess, I mean, I guess you gotta figure if that if you want to yeah, believe I'm, that i'm sure somebody can explain time that. travel you know i mean i guess he just he just uh when he died right he before he died travel back in time yeah he 80s. just ran real fast back to the 70s oh, or the 80s i heard that's a deleted scene <laughs> there's a deleted scene from the movie where he goes back in time to the 80s i don't know how you can make it make sense but if people if people want to try i'm willing to hear it but yeah it's not like quicksilver is like that important of a character where you would think these two companies would be so like avid to put them in yeah, their movies but i think it was just a weird coincidence Maybe. Well, I think they wanted to put them in earlier movies was the idea. They both did, and then they had to figure this out eventually. And that's when Fox was like, you can't say mutant, and you can't say it's Magneto's kid. And Which makes sense, because right. there hasn't been any X-Men movies, and there's been zero mention of X-Men. <laughs> yep. And it'd be weird for the first mention of to be any, yeah, any mutants to exist is that this one seemingly unrelated character to any of the X-Men is the kid of Magneto. Also, we're not going to mention the X-Men ever again. <laughs> also, it's fucking weird that they even use Quicksilver at all because they just killed him in the first movie he was in. Okay, well, I guess with that, we can talk about JFK for any. Yeah. Probably one of the weirdest things that they just kind of, like, mention and just brush over. Like, there's not a whole lot of, like, that they go over with that. They just kind of say it. I didn't remember it being even that explicit that they said it in this movie. I, I thought it was, like... Because there's the website, which goes in all the detail, pretty much. And then there's the movie. But I remember them just Is being like... Is that website still up? No, I don't think so. Oh, damn. Yeah, I know. I wish it was. I think there's a video that you can still watch Probably. from that website about it or something. But yeah, in the movie, I thought they were just like, oh, why is he in prison? They're like, oh, JFK. And that was it. It was like, we don't elaborate on it. Um, yeah, they just say that he assassinated JFK. Right, exactly. And there's like, how do you think the bullet bent or whatever? And then there's a line later about something about that which might only be in the road cut i don't remember oh yeah where he's like oh jfk was a mutant yeah i was trying to save him but they which stopped is... me before i could move it far enough right which i forgot <laughs> was in this i thought it was just in that video basically what that video suggests is that or i guess confirms um is that magneto oh my god i don't even know where to start mystique was trying to kill jfk because he was like overseeing the experiments on like Azazel and Angel and all the first class characters that we saw the files of in this uh -huh. movie. And so she was going to assassinate him. 
and then he was trying to stop her, and I think Emma Frost was involved somehow. But basically, because JFK was a mutant. What was his power? I don't Do you know? No, I don't Do know. Do they just say he's a mutant? They just say he's that's a mutant. It? Yeah, that's it. Okay. And then she tries to shoot him, and Magneto tries to stop it, and JFK... Actually, maybe... This is getting insane for any. My brain is fucking This breaking. movie's insane. Okay. Well, maybe I was wrong. I think what might have actually happened is Mystique did shoot him. Magneto wasn't involved, and then Emma Frost and Mystique frame Magneto for killing him. I think that might be what happens. But in the movie, he, he oh. says that he tried to move the bullet, so he was involved somehow. Right. Because that's how the bullet curves. But there's, two, there's these two things. Because I also heard that Emma Frost and Mystique were tra- or like framed Magneto for it, but maybe he was involved. Or maybe they just said that he was the shooter. There's so many elements to that. Also, <laughs> the guy who killed Harvey Lee Oswald, which was like a couple days after the assassination or whatever... Apparently, Emma Frost got into that guy's head and told him to kill Harvey Lee Oswald for some reason. He was also a mutant. He was also a mutant. <laughs> and he also needed to be framed. I don't know, but that's so insane, yeah, Franny. That, what the fuck? And like, and that doesn't go anywhere. And he's still treated as like a hero in these movies, like you know, like an anti-hero when he like shot the president, or maybe he didn't. Maybe he did. When when he I don't know. Possibly either shot the president. <laughs> Or tried to save the president and failed. <laughs> and then he, like, tries to kill Nixon or whatever. At yeah, later. then he, he lifts an entire baseball stadium yeah. and puts it around the White House and tries to shoot Richard Nixon. That stadium seems cool, though, where he lifts yeah. it up. It's pretty fucking awesome. The action in this is really great. Like, that Wolverine scene, the opening scene that we talked about, and then all the ending stuff is really fun. I don't Sentinels. know how him taking over the Sentinels worked. <laughs> well, he just changed the the chip so they attacked all the humans instead of the mutants i guess that's what happened franny did you see the movie i did but it was just really weird he just like lifted up a bunch of railroad tracks yeah and then just like shoved like singular strands of metal yeah that seems weird to me that Um, didn't very clearly explain what he was doing it just looked like it he shoved a bunch of railroad spikes into like you think that would make things worse you think someone would notice i I don't think adding extra metal is gonna (laughs) change how they function well i guess it did for any i mean yeah it definitely did and they didn't do anything (laughs) they just kind of stood on top of the stadium pointing their guns at people well then they started shooting people and flying around like two of them havoc and blowing up police cars and stuff yeah i I guess i think i guess they did yeah i I still enjoy it but all the match cutting between the fights with the 70 sentinels and then the future sentinels that's all all that's really great but yes that railroad scene you're right it doesn't make a lot of sense during the rogue scene well, old, you know, well, old Magneto and Bobby and everybody, they're saving Rogue. You also uh, where see... Iceman gets melted? Like, actually? Yeah, yeah. For like, you see him time. melt? <laughs> yeah, for the second time. But then they bring him back again. <laughs> in the future, at the end, he's back. So, But yeah, while that's happening, I guess the, the Pentagon has a first-class memorabilia room that Magneto <laughs> breaks into and gets his helmet back. It's just like all this stuff from that movie, isn't there? Like, there's like an angel wing and the, the Nazi coin that he put through that guy's yeah. head. Yeah. So. There was the um, the thing that the guy had on his chest so he can control. Oh, Havoc? Yeah. Oh, he's in this. He yeah, he is. He shows up in the military camp. That's There's... the scene that played after Amazing Spider-Man 2. With that scene oh, in the really? military camp with Mystique. That's yeah. weird. And Toad. But also that Toad doesn't... is so fucking gross looking. Oh, this. yeah. He's absolutely disgusting. And I know Ray Park is canceled now. Um, he played Toad <laughs> in the other X-Men movie because everybody is. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, Toad and this is like an actual gross frog man. Yeah, he definitely does look like a frog. And then there's that one... There's like a, a porcupine person. Yeah, well, remember the porcupine guy from the other... The other one movie is the Asian guy, and he has the spikes yeah. coming out, and he grabs that doctor lady and kills her. Great, great classic, classic character. Yeah. Literally. I actually, when we do our later segment that I keep talking about with the scene, the road cut, we're going to have to bring that guy back up. But that scene doesn't go anywhere. Like, she just saves them, and then that plot point doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They just get shipped off on that plane. Well, I think she just does it to show that she's, like, doing mutant rights stuff. I guess. I think she's a villain for doing mutant rights. Yeah. That's interesting. Moving on. Uh, It's because she's an extremist. (laughs) I mean, it's true. She is. Yeah. I don't know who that lady is who, like, maybe it's a guy, I don't remember, but whoever makes those guys throw up. They're there. Like, in the comics, you don't know what character that I've is? I've never known who that was, but okay. I always remember that image. They have, like, tattoos on their hand that, like, shift yeah. around. They have, like, the... It's the, like the, the yin-yang the... or something. No, it's not even that. It's the, it's the like, symbol for radioactivity. Oh, like, biohazard yeah. symbol. Oh, my God. Like, they just have that on their hands, and then that, like, shifts around. Surely that's somebody. That's too I'm, specific I'm sure, to yeah. not be somebody. It, it feels like... It would defense, be really weird. There's so many fucking mutants oh, in those the, comics. I the, can't there's just up. so many fucking Marvel characters. It's true. It's in true. general. There's so many D-class superheroes. <laughs> My little brother uh, over the past like week has been playing Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. And a lot of obscure characters They just packed, because they don't use any X-Men yeah. or any Fantastic Four, so they just packed in the shittiest fucking characters. And there's like 2099 versions of everybody. Well, we gotta do, and not, it's not like an alternate skin or anything. It's like a it's separate, separate character because they need to fill in that roster. Yeah, I Because on the back of the box, you gotta go like oh, 150 plus characters yeah. or whatever. So they just put that, in. The, are actually, there's only like 10. There's they like. Just look different. There's like this fucking. I don't even know if this will go in. It Probably depends not. how interesting I think it is later. But there's like this cowboy stage where there's like these fucking cowboy characters from like the 70s that were in like three issues and they showed up. And it's like this whole Old West level. One, I think that they took that asset from the Lego movie game because there's an Old West sequence yeah, in that. Yeah, probably. It looks exactly the same. And two, it's just, it shows how desperate they were to pack that game. Like, it's so, it's such a cheap game. It's yeah, it, it definitely seems like that was a little cheap. But I mean, at least they get attention from somewhere. It's nice that, so. like, some of the lesser known characters get so some attention. Boring for any- Young Xavier's weird addiction problem? Oh my god, you mean the magic drug? Yeah, that that's makes a, his legs not work? But, but his, or no, it makes no, it makes his, his legs, legs work, work, but his powers, so his don't, powers work. don't work. Yes. That was just a really weird plot point where he was just like a a heroin addict for like half of the movie. It's true, he was. Like it just feels really awkward for like this super wise character that well, like they've shown that's... in the whole like all these movies and then in this he's just like a weird drug addict. Which I mean, yeah, I get that he's like younger and he doesn't, he's not like as wise or whatever. Still feels weird for Professor Xavier to be addicted to power dampening drugs so that he can walk again. Well, I think the point is for him to be fucked. It's kind of shocking that he's like fucked up on drugs and stuff when we always know him as this prolific. Yeah, I, even in I first guess. class, he's like this very like smart, calculated person. This he's just like a, and a junkie, and he's addicted to this and he's not using his powers like he should be he's not taking care of the school beast has to like babysit him all the time and 
I think it's I I like it. Maybe the drug I like Beast itself in this movie. is. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the way he looks, but I. Oh like, yeah, I don't like how he. I like, I like his character. Yeah. yeah, I like. Yeah, he's. he's I, I like. I character. like the things that involve him and his mm. character and everything. Yeah. The, the like the actual, you know, like CG character, like the costume itself could look a little better. Not great, but yeah. what is great? We see Kelsey Grammer at the end as Beast, and he looks great. Yeah. That's that was such a nice surprise. That honestly, I forgot that he shows up. Is he in Apocalypse? Him. No. No, Damn that's it. in the eighties, Franny. That's all. The I thought it, I thought it was another one of those weird ones where it's like the old characters and no, the new characters. No, this is the last one. Oh. This is the last time we ever see uh, Ian McKellen in that role, which is that's unfortunate. really sad. He's really great. Yeah, what the fuck? He doesn't have that much to do in this, unfortunately. Yeah, he just dies. Like that's he that's all he does. Then he doesn't he saves die, Rogue Franny. and then dies and then doesn't die and then he's just gone from the universe. And in the theatrical cut, he doesn't even save Rogue because that doesn't exist. Yep. So so he does even less. He does even less. Michael Fassbender's great in this though. Yeah. Like he is. I mean, he was great in first class, but he's also. I mean, most really of the new cast is is consistently good. Yeah, I can think of one exception. I guess, so uh, can I? A very but... blue. Yeah. A very, very blue. Very there all the time exception. Um, yeah. She's. Definitely not as bad in this as she is in first class or as she is in Apocalypse. Mostly because she doesn't get as much screen time. <laughs> but she still gets way too much for being the character she is. Yep. Uh, so Mystique is back. Jennifer Lawrence is back. No Rebecca Romaine cameo to save it this time. She's just here all the time. Yep, she's just here to be mad that she can't make her own decisions even though all of the decisions she makes are bad. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and then she gets mad when people tell her to not make horrible decisions. Like, you know... Kill murder a man. guy that will literally end the entire planet and they literally ex- like expressly explain this to her and she's like well i don't care <laughs> i mutant and proud franny mutant and, and proud yeah the women are always saving the men around here x women <laughs> well, i think it's was it? i think it's time we change the name to x yeah. women or whatever we never have to watch that again which is really free <sighs> yeah. new mutants came out this weekend franny did, did it actually come it came out? It came out in theaters, but theaters, in theaters, there's like 20 theaters open across America. So Yeah, what? <laughs> also, the trailer for this movie has one of the weirdest edits I've ever seen in a trailer for a major movie. Patience isn't my strongest suit. One of the, I mean, at least acting-wise, the strongest scene in the movie is the scene with the two Xaviers. That's amazing. That that's, is really, really good. That's what time travel movies should be. Because if you can do that, you should do that. Yeah. Have him talk to a younger version of himself. It's incredible. And he gives him the advice yeah, that just he give... needs to start the school and all everything. It's perfect. I mean, like, seeing those things in time travel movies, it's always like, so is that just an infinite loop now? Of how that... Yeah, that so now so now happens? that Xavier's going to get old, and then he's going to get visited by a younger version of himself and give himself that same advice just no, over and over and over again. That Xavier's never going to get old. He's going to look the same for 40 years. And then oh, yeah, that's right. Before he's supposed to look like Patrick Stewart, he's still going to look like James McAvoy. Yeah, there there was one character, I can't remember who it was, that it's has all of looked... them, Franny. Yeah, never mind. That's, yeah. what, that's the character. But there, there was... <laughs> there was one that, in, like, 20 years had passed, and they still looked, like, exactly the same. Well, but that is kind of sure all the characters. Magneto and Mystique and... Yeah, aren't... Like Charles. how old are Charles and and uh, and well, Magneto? He's like thirty in the sixties. No, I mean in the in the future. Oh, because how far ahead is the future? Well, if they were thirty in the sixties, then okay, let's say they were both born like nineteen thirty or like thirty five. Okay. 
and then we can say Eric's like 10 in 1945 when he's in concentration mm-hmm. camp. That makes sense. So 1935, the the future takes place in 19 or 2023. So that's like almost 100 years. They'll be like 98 or or let's see. Let's see. That, yeah, let, let's 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 do some math. Maybe 92. I don't know. But yeah, they would just they, yeah, they would just be in, like incredibly old. They should be 88 years old. Yeah, they're, that's and they're like they're they're really pushing 80. it for being like, like yeah. Literally Magneto takes like a piece of shrapnel straight to the stomach and doesn't die immediately. No, he's okay. How? He's he's like 90. <laughs> I wonder if you can even make like if if that can be his origin anymore that he was in the Holocaust. Cause that's not it, gonna add up. Yeah, no, he's gonna at this point he's too old, so they have to like they have to just move up. Right. Well, they they'll have to always do that now. Like the other than Wolverine, I mean, like Punisher. Now he fought in like Iraq or whatever, or Vietnam. Or yeah. Like, now they have to figure out how to move all these characters like ahead Magneto. because people are gonna get too old. But Magneto, there's no similar event to that. Yeah, like, there, there really is. And that's like the point of his character. That's why he doesn't trust people. You know. He, Thinks they're all gonna be enslaved. Yeah, like, I I feel like they they're gonna uh, have to just retire Magneto eventually because like traveled ten years <laughs> after. Yeah, now one of now one of his powers is he can use magnets to time travel. <laughs> Honestly, that's not that big a stretch from Kitty Pryde. It's really not. Where, oh yeah, I can phase your consciousness. He, he just he puts himself between two comically large like magnets, like the, the ones that are shaped like that. And he goes, ah, yeah, and he goes back in time. No, he goes forward in time. Oh, he goes forward in time. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he has to keep up with the times. So he has to be an old Holocaust survivor in like the year like twenty thirty. Year twenty thirty. <laughs> in the year like twenty eighty. Because he's yeah. been going forever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what yeah. a mad, what a fucking. They they. I mean, the comics industry is already going to shit. So I'm sure comics will just kind of fizzle out one day like the, the industry will just it, like implode on itself before they have to move up their ages one day superman batman will be in the public domain and anybody can make a superman movie or a batman movie and that's the day when i will be ready <laughs> that's gonna that's be the incredible. day you're waiting for can you i can't wait where there's like 10 batman movies a year and they're all so different that'd be yeah. wonderful oh you know, like robin hood or something where it's just like anybody can use it i would love to see that that'd be great but for now, we're stuck to our brands. They're in our names. They're in the names of our shows. And that's all right, because movies like this make me okay with that. This is a really, really good movie. Um, even though some of the stuff doesn't make sense. It a makes lot of it more make sense, sense. <laughs> than you would expect a time travel movie like this to make. Yeah, there, there's a lot of ways that they could have messed up time travel, because time travel plots are usually pretty bad. Usually, they they're just very confusing and they don't explain very much because they're just like it's time travel. You don't need to explain it. Yeah, unless it's like Back to the Future. Yeah, where the or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the greatest film of all time. I still need to watch that movie. You still haven't seen them? No. We're watching the third one tonight, Franny, because it came out two days ago. Yeah, I heard it. it or well, I I didn't actually know when it came out. I just yeah. knew like people were talking about it, and I wasn't sure if it had come out or not. Yeah, no, it came out two days ago. But I've heard we're very excited. I've heard good things about it. I this is a great movie, and now we can do our favorite segment, a segment we do every single week, Franny, called "Let's Talk About Sex, Baby." Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things. Why are we talking about be. this? Because in the road cut, Franny, there's that scene with Beast and Mystique. 
Oh, that's yeah, that was really weird. Not in the theatrical cut. For good reason. I didn't know that existed until this morning, and my mind has been wandering because there are a couple things. Just like me on the internet. <laughs> that are posts in that movie about that that I didn't ever think about. But apparently, when a mutant gets turned on, their powers like happen. Like They can't control it. Oh, poor Cyclops. And so Cyclops, that's why I was talking about the porcupine guy. Imagine for oh, me. Oh, my no. God. The second it starts, he just... And they're oh. Angel. <laughs> like, there's so many bad yeah. ones. This has been ever since this morning. Oh, no. Iceman? Yeah, Iceman. Oh, Rogue. I don't even oh, know Oh, no. Well, I guess Rogue can't. She can't make physical contact can't with anybody, it so anyway, it wouldn't matter. So, oh, my God. Colossus. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, actually, actually, you know what? That might be solved for Colossus because he's with Kitty Pride and she can phase through. So he can phase through her, I think. If, I don't. If that if that happens, he can. She can just. It'll be okay. Does does Storm? do Colossus's or? Oh no. Uh, do Colossus's organs turn into steel? Also, no. I think it's just the outside of him. Okay. And that's it. Yeah, especially in this movie. Because like, like, if that was the case, then I don't think he could do it. <laughs> well, Deadpool Colossus is like him all the time. Yeah. Um, but this isn't Deadpool. Col- I mean, Deadpool Colossus exists. I get. Well, I don't know. I assume Deadpool existed because of the split in this movie. But you see, like skinny Colossus teaching with Kitty in the uh, yeah future future. So, it just exists in a really weird universe where nothing makes sense. But also in Deadpool two, all the. Ec- 80s x-men are there mm-hmm. we'll get to it but what yeah. the fuck is happening it's right? not meant to make sense because it's deadpool <laughs> but anyway yeah like i didn't realize but they say that he's like oh yeah no the transformation still happens when i'm upset or excited or whatever and then that scene happens and i did not expect that to fuck yeah me. that's that a scene very, was so uncomfortable a very blue scene yeah um, but yes that has a lot of repercussions that I did not understand. I didn't know that that was what happened. Yeah. But now I have a million questions. Does Nightcrawler just teleport? Because that's going to be a pain. Yeah, that'd <laughs> be a problem. Happens. How does Wolverine do anything? Well, also, he's like hundreds of years old. All the Wolverine sex stuff is so weird. Because he's like hundreds of years old. Yeah. And he has a metal skeleton. And he's like... But in all of these movies, he wakes up in bed with at least one woman per movie. That's true. Or in almost all of that's them. <laughs> oh, the lava lamp framing is really great, too. When it's yeah. like the time travel thing, and then you see it. That, yes. Mutant sex, I hadn't considered it like this before. <laughs> I Had can't you say considered... I can't say I've never considered it, but now my mind has definitely... um. There's a new layer to it. More possibilities than I, I ever thought. You oh, just no. have to find somebody. Banshee. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's a mess. You would just have to find a very specific partner that can counter your powers. Yeah, I guess Kitty's the only one who's taking care of Because, like, Rogue and Iceman, I guess they're not banging. Yeah, they're not They're not doing anything. They're they're, they're staying six feet apart forever. Bobby is a, is a real <laughs> champ, I guess. Uh, good on him. He's not in it for superficial reasons. And we stand that. Is that what we say here? I don't really know. What uh, I don't think we do, but people say it. Yeah. So. Um. Anyway, that's enough from our favorite segment, which we'll be back every week. Uh, let's let's talk about what would sex. Mystique do? What well, we saw? She just, she just oh yeah, blue. she would just turn blue. Yeah. Granny, she's in the scene. Yeah, I I, whatever. 
Literally um, any mutant having sex is terrifying to think about because they're all monsters. Especially Charles Xavier in the future. Well, he can use his mind. He can make anything happen. I think Charles <laughs> Xavier should make more people shut down and shit themselves, by the way. That's something I kept thinking about during this movie. It's like, Raven, don't. It's like, you could just like, destroy her body right now and it'd be okay. But that's immoral. It's not permanent damage, though. Yeah, well, she's going to shoot somebody in the head and ruin everyone's future. So? Just childhood friend. Fuck that shit. <laughs> also, hearing Patrick Stewart, they try to legitimize the, the Raven thing with Patrick Stewart having him say, oh, we were childhood friends. That's never been a thing, and hearing him say it made me kind of upset because it's so dumb. He's like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> it's so wrong, and it's just it's such a shitty thing because he's not interesting at all. Like that that whole Raven was my friend. Like it's fine in first class, but she's not very good. In that yeah, movie. maybe we wouldn't mind like, so much if she was just better acted. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's still just it's just weirdly handled thing that they just expected all of us to accept in first class, and now it's kept going. And as much as I enjoy that film, that's it definitely does do some stuff where it's like, I don't know. Yeah, there's know. there's questionable stuff in every movie, and that is not the exception. That's true. We'll read listener stuff. Oh, there's some stuff where it's like, oh, the future, where it's like, that's kind of like, you know, time travel movies will be like, there's no way you could possibly know that's going to happen in the future, but you said it, like where Magneto sees the bone claws, and he's like, what if they were metal? That's pretty cool. Oh, uh, yeah, the... Stuff like that is always really stupid. I really like the thing with Beast, though, where he's like, do I make it? And he's like, no. Yeah. He's but like, it's okay. Like, <laughs> no, but that's the world I come from, so you'll probably be fine. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. I like that a lot, because it's like, it's a nice one, because they're going to be friends, yeah. even though they aren't really in these movies. I mean, that's, I guess in that's what he says. He says we'll they're be friends, and then punches him in the mouth. <laughs> that's a fun, that's fun. All that, all, I mean, yeah, I can't reiterate, I do love this movie. I think it's... Yeah. It's and my, I do love Hugh Jackman. It's my favorite. <laughs> he's a huge Jackman, and I think that this is my at least my favorite movie with X Men in the title. Like it's my favorite team X Men movie, even though it's not really a team movie. There's the future people who that's the team stuff, and then it's pretty much just Logan, Beast, and Xavier yeah. for most of it, which is you know fine. Which I like even then is is the future stuff really like team stuff? Because the majority of that is them suffering. Or at least one character dying. It is a lot more violent than I thought. Yeah, it was. <laughs> literally, Kitty gets stabbed while Logan is in like the weird like while he's <laughs> in the past. Yeah, and she just has to deal with you know like slowly bleeding out, and they're literally like, yeah, if she doesn't stop, she's gonna bleed out and die. She's not gonna make it. She and can't do this. There's that shot <laughs> through Logan's neck, which is like at the end. No, that's through. It's through um, Magneto's neck. Oh yes, yeah, Magneto's yeah. neck. Okay, well, that makes more sense. And he's like, your aim sucks. And she's like, I know, and then kicks him in the head. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty fucked, though. Like, that shot is really yeah, close that, up and intense. Yeah, it was, like, re like really weirdly detailed. I like, know, I didn't... They put, yeah. like, a close-up and a lot of attention on that. It's weird that Mystique is Striker, but then in Apocalypse, he's just back in Weapon X. Like, you'd think if she's Striker, that means that she'd, like, get him out of there or something. But no. Yeah. Not mutant rights for everybody, I guess. Noah Salzman says, I've seen it a thousand times, I've never seen anything wrong with it, but everyone I talk to seems to think it's one of the bad ones. But honestly, I think it's an incredibly solid X-Men movie, and I put it right up there with the top three. It's always going to be a little silly when a franchise tries to mix the original cast with the rebooted one, like Star Trek, but I think this handles it really well and in a cool way. It all comes together as a satisfying piece. 
No, I don't even need to say that I agree with you because you know I do. I love this movie. You're the same person. The same person. <laughs> and yes, it is also very funny that they use a clip of original series Star Trek in a movie with Patrick Stewart. Because they, they show that, yeah, because Beast is watching. Uh, oh, episode. yeah. It's a time yeah. travel episode, uh, which is, you don't really know is. if you're a true, true Trekkie, uh, but it's a time travel episode. Such as you. Um, and yeah, I think what he's talking about there is, because there is, you know, time travel where it's like, Oh my god, the original crew is here with the next generation crew, but also more so in the J.J. Abrams movie. That movie is like a rebooted timeline with a new Kirk and Spock, but then Kirk and or Spock from the original show is in that movie and like from the future and talks to him or whatever. It's kind of like it's a lot like the Xavier scene in, in this movie. Except it's a different timeline instead of just a different time. Yep. Okay. Well, he's on a weird ice planet. I don't know, Franny. It's been so long since I watched J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. Can Spock move through timelines? No, but Spock is on an ice planet with Scotty. And that... And Kirk ends up there, like, through, like, a wormhole or something. Okay. I know nothing about Star Trek. So even if you explained it, I would not understand. It's a whole fucking thing. I don't even know if I understand it, because I haven't seen that in so long. I don't remember how to explain it, but... It makes sense when you watch it from memory. Or maybe it doesn't. Anyway, Luke Crossan says, I see a lot of people say that... Uh, I see a lot of people say that it's one of, if not the best X-Men film, but I find that it's one of the most boring. I'd honestly rather watch The Last Stand because at least that's entertaining. Oh, I should also address what both of both Luke and Noah have said. This movie was, like, super well-received at the time. Like, everybody loved it. And then fans, which this has really been happening, like, since this movie, I think... And like this and like Force Awakens where people love it when they see it and then they start thinking about it and they're like, actually, I've decided I don't like it, which is because annoying. too many people like it. Um, yeah, exactly. It's too mainstream and now. So now I don't like it off the bandwagon. I'm not um, I'm not a sheep. Exactly. I don't like it. I'm not a <laughs> movie simp. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm not going to simp for X-Men s- Days of Future Past. Whereas I'll simp for this movie, but not because I'm a simp. I mean. But also because I just love this. I mean, I just think this is a great movie. I don't know why people do that when they they just turn on something because it's popular. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's legitimate cases. Yeah, it is understandable if like you just you like it at first and then you start to think about it a little bit more and you're just like, yeah, those things that I thought I liked, I don't really like them now that I think about it. Yeah, of course. That's that's understandable. But if it's literally just like, well, now I don't like it because now it's cool to not like it. Well, you're kind of stupid. Right. Just no, like what you like. There's definitely, I mean, there's some instances, like, there's actually some stuff in, like, like Homecoming and Far From Home where at the time I was like, that's great, and now I'm kind of like, I don't think that's as good as I thought it was. But, again, we'll get to that eventually. In a couple it's of, called time. When you, yeah. When you start thinking about movies, it happens. then maybe you won't like it as much. But I, I would, I don't think I've ever saw a movie, thought it was great, and then turned on it completely, like, yeah. in that kind of time I, I feel like you can s- start to like it slightly less but i don't think anybody can go from like thinking a movie is great to just absolutely hating it right like that's not how people work <laughs> no yeah that definitely happens a lot with with these superhero movies i think because i mean they're like the biggest pop culture phenomenon in in film right now and people love to trash on because they're popular or whatever yeah i mean i don't know it definitely does annoy me sometimes where it's like you guys do you really think that or do you just want to think that because it's popular i don't know anyway they're just annoyed because they have to keep hearing about it and they don't care about it well i guess that's that's fair yeah i mean there's crazies but i mean literally all you have to do is just tell the people around you just stop talking about it (laughs) that's true um i would never do it though 
I would because I'm not <laughs> just be like fuck you. Yeah, no, just, like, <laughs> just talk about it. I don't okay. Uh, Paul Spooner says the moment when the two Professor X's speak and the speech about hope is one of the most powerful moments in the X franchise. Absolutely agree. Such a fucking great scene. Uh, that was in all the trailers too. Yeah, of course that, it that's was. A great moment. It's a trailer moment. The first two posters are really neat because it's like uh, Ian McKellen and Michael Fassbender's face, like like you know mixed. It's like parts of the and then the face oh, or whatever. Okay. It's the same. Yeah, Patrick I was thinking Stewart of that differently. <laughs> what? You were like, it's their faces mixed together. Oh, so God. I thought it was those weird like images of them. <laughs> yeah. No, that's disgusting. Like, like I knew that that wasn't how it really like how they would put it on a poster because that would just look horrifying. But right. yeah. <laughs> just imagining their two faces melded together. And Paul has some words of wisdom, as he always oh, does, as always, yeah. about X-Men movies, which he notoriously doesn't like. doesn't like. I liked it when I was 14. I think it's pretty average now, like all X-Men movies. Thanks, Paul. That's Most it. of them are pretty average or bad. That's true. And there's a, cu- there's there's a couple pretty, good ones. pretty great ones. Yep. Like this and, and the Wolverine Logan are all pretty great. I don't, I've probably talked about how I had the choice. <laughs> in 2014, I had the choice to either go see Amazing Spider-Man 2 or Days of Future Past, and I chose Amazing yep. Spider-Man 2. Um, I've judged you many times for it. Uh, rightfully so. But you Hadn't know even what? seen this movie, and I still judged I've, you for seeing that that well, that thing. Now I've seen <laughs> them both so many times that it doesn't even, doesn't even matter. But I remember... And you like them just as much as each other. I remember when I went to see Amazing Spider-Man 2, there were just those posters were like all over the movie theater. I remember that. And I, I feel like if I didn't like Amazing Spider-Man 2 at the time, it would have been like taunting me. It's like, you should have fucking seen X-Men. <laughs> Whatever. I You're like, no, that. I loved it. It was so good. I did. I was so into it. Oh, God damn. Anyway, everybody, you can find us <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter at Marvel Movie Pod. You can email us at marvelmoviepod at gmail.com. You can find our stuff for a dc show every dc movie ever at dc movie pod at instagram and twitter and dc movie pod at gmail.com you can find me on instagram at flip digging find me on twitter at flip dig but the unig is a three next week we'll be doing uh swamp thing on our dc show every dc movie ever which of course i will leave a link to in the description you should definitely check out how hard is that movie to find oh fuck i don't know if we're gonna but i'm sure if we look hard enough we can find it um and if we can't then we'll just uh I'll just rent it and you can come over and watch it. All right. Um, <laughs> but I'm really excited to talk about that because Wes Craven, Ray Wise, a whole bunch of people I really love, not just in like a, not at all in a comic book way, but just thinking yeah. fucking it sound, amazing. It sounds like a very interesting concept, just having a Wes Craven superhero movie in general. It's going to be, it's, I wouldn't say it's, or it's a not a superhero. Movie, it's a DC movie, but DC whatever. Movie. Same thing. Very exciting. <laughs> uh, and then next episode of this show in two weeks, we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Fuck yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, Love that wait. movie. Uh, Franny is not on social media because he has one of those power dampering collars, but it's for social media use, Franny. You're in the future where nobody's on Instagram, but everybody is a lot nicer, right? Uh, People are horrible. Uh, That's not gonna happen. Wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, wash your hands. Keep wearing masks. You know, People do all the clothes. things to not die. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>